Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Katie. I'm Mel. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, directed by Zack Snyder and released in 2016. The plot of the movie goes something like this. Fearing the actions of Superman are left unchecked, Batman takes on the Man of Steel while the world wrestles with what kind of hero it really needs. Yeah, sure, that's kind of the plot. Uh, you guys will have to forgive my voice this week because I'm sick and I sound awful. Uh, well done for getting through that without cracking up. You got very, you came very close. <laughs> I only laughed once. <laughs> um, yes, this movie, man. Oh god, I think it's fairly universally agreed that it is not good. You'd be surprised. There are definitely um, some fanboys out there who are fanboying it, um, and uh, their fake geek boy god Zack Snyder, who is awful. Uh, but yeah, it's been fairly terrible. universally panned. Yeah. Um, but I, I have you know, to. Haven't you heard that the critics have all been paid off by Disney and Marvel to give it bad reviews and give Civil War good? Haven't you heard that? Oh, this, this is, is DC Gazi. <laughs> It's a real conspiracy theory on the internet because right. the internet is insane. I'm not. I'm not worried about that. It, uh, by uh, mainstream critics and mainstream people who watch this movie, it's been fairly universally hated. So, but they've all been paid off. I went to see it. I don't get paid to criticize films by anybody, so I have not been paid off. And the first time I saw it on Thursday night, opening night, I didn't hate it. And I I went back to it again today with you because I was like, Am I? Did I really not hate this? Am I, is this the real thing? I think I was amused by it. I think it's unintentionally very funny in places. And I think um, – I, I just I don't, thought it was bad. I mean, I did laugh at it, but only in that incredulous kind of this is ridiculous mm, way. Uh, um, watch, the only person who seems to know what movie they're in is, is uh, Jesse Eisenberg, who is like the hammiest Lex Luthor I, who I, ever had. I feel like Lois Lane is doing her best and oh, actually no. behaves like Lois Lane. Yep, but I mean, like, that's what I mean is that, I mean, mm. Amy Adams is trying, Ben Affleck is trying, but Jesse Eisenberg is just like, he's, he's, uh, he is to this movie in some ways what, um, Eddie Redmayne is to yes! Jupiter Ascending. Yes. As in, he's the only person who knows how stupid this movie is. And so he's going like full balls to the wall crazy. Mm. And, and he he's great actually, and he lifts it. Although look, I mean, yeah, he's yeah. He's, although the people who are seriously trying, like um, like Amy Adams and Ben Affleck, they do a good job. But there was a point at which I was just like, poor Ben Affleck. He has a screenwriting Oscar, and look at the lines he has to spout. Yeah, but it's bad. So, but it's he's also really really funny in that he's very very much like Lego Batman. <laughs> he's just all darkness, no parents. He and, really is, and he sometimes wears a very dark grey coat. <laughs> he only works but, in black and very dark grey. But he, he kind of, I don't know, He's because he seems to be taking it seriously, but he also seems to recognise, uh, I, I don't know I don't know what it is about him, but for some reason he comes through this movie looking a lot better than Henry Cavill does. Well, I mean, it, yeah, his, but I, I think at least part of that is just because of his Batman is very sort of comic book Batman. Mm. Oh, yeah, like and, Frank Miller and, comic book. But Batman. Henry Cavill Superman is not Superman at all. Like yeah. he, that this movie hates Superman, and it encourages people to hate Superman. It's mean spirited and nasty, and has no kind of. Mm. It never offers Superman any opportunity to be likable. So, like, you can blame Henry Cavill all you want, and and he wasn't great in it, but 
Like, it's not his no. fault entirely. No. Um, I mean, the movie gives much, much more to Batman to do, even if most of that is just being an idiot, mm. um, than it gives to Superman. Yeah, I actually feel for him, to be honest, because he's got to play this character that is unlike Superman has ever been. And there's an interesting, I think, there's an interesting explanation offered up by a really good review I read this week by um, Walter Chaw, who... I, Lexi Alexander linked to it on Twitter and it was it's just a really good review. And it talks about how Superman in this film, Superman uh, was always supposed to be so great because he was raised with like small town middle American values. Yeah. And the review uh, draws the bow that these values that Superman in this movie holds are the current uh, current incarnation of small town Kansas values. <laughs> As in Kansas, the headquarters of the that horrible – place that calls itself a church, the hate gays, that one. Oh, um, Westboro Baptist Yeah, yeah. Church. So as in that Kansas, he links that. He makes that kind of link of, of this is a Superman raised on like modern American values of – But he isn't yeah. because he isn't even that. Like he's not – maybe Zack Snyder is, is, but Superman doesn't like ha- hold those values. He doesn't seem to hate gay people or hate anybody no, no, or but anything like that. No, no, but not hating gay people but being small-minded and protectionist and – but uh, how is he small-minded? What is Superman – seriously, what has Superman done wrong is what I don't get. Like, the, I mean – Well, and this is the problem with the whole film is that there's no that, – that central conflict, I never fully – like, uh, Bruce Wayne just decides that it's all Superman's fault and goes straight after Superman on right. some, like, ch- on a charge. But it's never really – it never. I never feel like he's really into that. Like, he, I, I, I feel like Bruce Wayne knows better that it isn't all Superman's fault. I mean, this is like a this is like a, if Donald Trump made a movie and Superman was representing the Muslims or something, and like one Muslim comes and brings all the other ones with them, right? You know, like it, it's that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Superman's not doing that. He's not doing right. any and, of that, and he's, and he's not at doing the center anything. Of a witch hunt. But he's not doing anything wrong, basically. Well, I mean, no, the no, only he, thing the, the that's thing, the thing though that the character has all these weird moments that are very un-Supermanish that have nothing to do with the bigger picture stuff, like. Uh, the kind of Superman who wouldn't be bothered by flooding an apartment, and the kind of Superman mm-hmm. who whose mother says to him in the um when he gets in the bath with Lois, and he doesn't care about the apartment getting flooded and all that. That's very un-Supermanish to not care about something a little the like that. Apartment doesn't get flooded; some water falls out right, of the but, bath. But but it's very un-Supermanish not to care about that kind of stuff, and it's also completely. <laughs> Unmartha Kentish to say things like "you don't know this world a thing" because that's like the absolute oh, yeah. antithesis of what the Kents are about. Well, that's a major problem with the that's the major problem with this current incarnation of Superman is that his parents are awful. But I'm specifically talking about in this movie, the only thing that Superman does that you could sort of go, "Oh, it's kind of selfish," is that he goes in and saves Lois from a situation that she's kind of gotten herself into, where there's terrorists and shootouts and warlords and Callan Mulvey and I don't know what was going on. And and the thing is, like, Callan Mulvey shoots a bunch of bad people there, right? Callan Mulvey and his team shoot a bunch of bad people there and then... Superman comes in, grabs Lois, and buggers off. No, that's, he, that's well, he takes. He seems does. to take out the leader. Like he moves. The, he, I don't know where he takes that. Oh guy. yeah, he. But he doesn't kill him. Like there's nothing in that that suggests that any of that is his fault. And yet they're like, oh, the massacre in Africa. And then there's a woman talking about it afterwards. How the government came down hard on villages, or or there was retribution against villages. And I'm like, what? What actually happened? We don't have any idea of what happened but superman clearly didn't do it so i don't understand like 
the whole the whole conflict of this movie is based on a foundation that we don't understand and we've never seen and doesn't make any sense. Like if it was, I mean, Man of Steel genuinely was like a horrible amount of uh, wanton destruction of property, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was crazy how much damage was done in that movie and that was just superman being totally careless about other people all these other people that were dying but it was also the kryptonians coming down and killing a bunch of people (laughs) but um but that's and not also, this movie. Batman, that was the last movie. Um, you the thing is, Batman's the same. Like that, the ending of this movie, Batman deliberately lures the big cave troll from an uninhabited island. I don't know what it's called. Um, um, Doomsday. But yeah, that's do, the first it, thing it I lures, said when I saw it. And it, it even bursts out of a, a sack, just like the uh, Urukai do in, uh, in Lord of the Rings. Yeah. But it is a cave troll. Yeah. Um, the ca- in it, he, take, he actually deliberately moves the cave troll to Gotham because he needs to get his thingy spear. Right. When he's, you're like, no, go get the spear, bring it back, stab him on this island right. where there's nobody and, around. And, Wond- and Wonder Woman even is like, why did you bring him here? And he's got some dumb explanation. But he destroys heaps of stuff. But he's already destroyed heaps of stuff because he went and met. Um, it seems but to be see, abandoned buildings. there's no people buildings. there now. It seems to be abandoned buildings, but still. And then there was that car slash truck chase earlier on, which was just awfully shot. I couldn't They make see a very specific point in that on. big um, finale of – I think Anderson Cooper saying, "Oh, there's no people around mm. because everybody it's nighttime." Um, yeah, but yeah, that, but that, he's still that, destroying like that car scene. That, what did that buildings. poor p- petrol tanker driver do to yeah. deserve being blown up in mm. a Zack Snyder esque massive explosion? That like and like the four, number of massive explosions. Four henchmen as well went in that explosion. Yeah. Oh, um, that was the other thing. There's all of this CG in just fight scenes. Like, none of the fight scenes even looked good because most of the fight scenes just seemed to be close-up shot of the actor and then CG people flying around and then close-up shot of the actor. There was some. There was a bit where, um, oh, my God, it, this is so stupid. I can't even believe I'm saying this. But the cave troll and Superman get nuked and um, they can obviously both survive a nuclear bomb and Superman regenerates with the power of the sun. But the regeneration scene looks like it was – made on ms paint or something it's just really bad looking cg and totally unnecessary you could have actually taken like you could have done that with makeup or you could have had at least had the actor like put in for part of that scene he's Mm -hmm. just standing still it's not oh my god it was just ridiculous some of that stuff it was this was a like very Zack snyder-esque but like Zack snyder at his worst Like, none of the really kind of, you know, Zack Snyder is terrible, don't get me wrong, but he has this visual sense that can sometimes be really beautiful aesthetically, Mm. but this movie was not even pleasing aesthetically, it just was ugly Mm. for most of it. And a lot of the stuff, it drew laughter, like there's a bit where Batman in his Iron Man armor is trying to punch Superman. And the punches aren't connecting, and it just looks so silly. And both screenings, no, they are connecting. They're hitting him, and but he's not they're doing just anything. they're just going clunk. Anyway, both screenings I went to, people laughed at that scene because, because it looks so silly. There's so it was like he was making. He would have been better suited to making a game, like a video game. A, a video game. This would have been better as a game. Well, I've heard Arkham Asylum is better than this. Yeah, I've never played it, but I've seen it, but. Probably. It has the Joker in it. It's much more fun. I think I also, I have a problem just in general with Batman. You know, everybody thinks Batman is so cool. I can't, Batman is not cool. Batman is is kind of a miserable dork 
who, like, he lost his parents and therefore decided to make everything in his life bat-themed and then just takes out his aggression on he's people. He's a strange antisocial loner. Yeah, he's a, he's a um, weirdo. Um, and, and, like, he... Oh, I was really upset by the branding in this movie. The branding stuff was upsetting mm-hmm. to me. And then because he's sending people off to jail to get beaten up and killed. And also uh, there's a weird kind of through line of Lex Luthor's um, disrespect for bodily autonomy. Mm-hmm. Where he shoves um, food in someone's mouth. And grabs Lois yeah. and uh, cuts off um, Zod's fingertips. Mm-hmm. And he's he's got this weird kind of total disrespect for other people. Well, I think that's bodies. excellent characterization in villain. Yeah, I, but again, it was I'm not sure. Well, it I mean, he could have been interesting in a movie that was... I wonder, again, um, I said to you in the car on the way home, a lot of the most interesting things about this movie are things that I don't think Zack Snyder intended to tell us about himself. And I wonder if that's one of those things that they didn't necessarily intend, but you can very easily infer from mm. the character that they've created. And they, it could also be a bit of Jesse Eisenberg, who clearly actually knows what he's doing here. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, people, I I've, I've keep seeing that Jesse Eisenberg was bad, but I'm like, but he's the only no. person in this movie who is in this movie. He's completely in suits, a way, in a way. suits the tone of it. Um, yeah. Actually, he um he feels a little bit like he could have fit right in in um like some other Zack Snyder movies like Sucker Punch or something like that. He he genuinely knows what, what the heck he's doing here. And well, he's, You and know what just, the best part of Sucker Punch was, right? No, because I can't remember it very Oscar well. Oscar Isaac's in Sucker Punch. Ah! <laughs> and there's a there's actually a cutscene where he sings with Carlo Gugi- G- mm-hmm. Gugino. Yeah, oh, that okay. is amazing. But yeah, Oscar Isaac is the bad guy with the pencil moustache in mm. Sucker Punch. Oh, okay. That uh, I remember seeing it and being like, why is he so great? He's super gross. Um, but yeah, he. But he's Je- in Jesse that. Eisenberg seems to understand the Zack Snyder aesthetic and is following it to a T. Yeah. Um, this movie also really hates women. My God. It's oh, so Oh, God. Awful. Both Lois and Martha Kent have to be kidnapped to propel the final battle. But they don't. They, there's no reason for them oh, to both uh, be when kidnapped. When I say have to, I mean, I they, know. yeah. I know, because Lois gets kidnapped for no reason. And also just callously thrown off a building. And also, when she gets kidnapped, she's in a public building with other people around. Yeah. You can see other people in that building. And then Callan Mulvey turns around and then suddenly she's in a chopper with him. And you're like, he just took her? There were people there. Well, I, she's bizarre. probably handicapped by being so short and having to wear those enormous heels. Which I talked about in Man of Steel as well. Um, yeah, yeah that she's, when, the one when she's just lounging around like her, yeah, her but room or whatever. But because she's in so short next to Henry Cavill, she has to wear them. I was going to oh. say something back yeah, when oh, we were talking about Me too. I was gonna, when we were talking about Batman, I oh, wanted to talk about Lego Batman. women too. <laughs> yeah, right. But let's yeah. do Lego Batman first. Well, because, because Lego Batman understands Batman mm. better than Zack Snyder understands Batman. But I get. I just got the feeling that Ben Affleck kind of understands Lego Batman too, like understands Batman in the Lego Batman sense, in that he he seemed to be taking it seriously, but not so seriously that he didn't recognize that it was a bit silly. Darkness, no parents. Yeah, that stuff. I mean, it the the dream sequences and the bat thing where you don't know it's a dream at first, and the bats lift up oh, child Bruce, and, and, and it's like two dreams in a row, and then the Flash shows up, but we don't know it's the Flash because we oh, haven't yeah, seen that, him yet. That, Apparently that those dreams were about a future where Superman had taken over. Now, uh, I had no clue. I just thought they were because he didn't like Superman. Yeah, I, or I, exactly. I thought he was. It was a dream where he was like that was his worst fear. And also that where he figured out that Clark Kent was Superman because clearly he sees him in like 
close-up and it's clearly him, but then he has to be told by the person we didn't know was the Flash. Now, I knew Ezra Miller was cast as the Flash and I've seen Ezra Miller in things and know what he looks like. And in that scene, I didn't know it was I him. I only worked it out the second time around. Because, yeah, because of the later bit. And it doesn't tie into anything because ultimately does that clue that about Lois Lane even, like, have any effect on the plot? No. So none of that. No, it does because then he knows to follow her. Like, that's how we get to the next bit. When does he, f- when, oh, is that when I went to the bathroom? <laughs> uh, you went to the bathroom when they blew up the congressional hearing. No, but it's just before that. Yeah, no, it cut. Um, I don't see. I this is the thing. I couldn't follow anything. I couldn't follow what was um, happening. I was just so confused. And I'm sick, so yeah, that didn't help. Like I really so, kind no, of. No, he does. He does kind of take that and and say, well, where's Lois Lane going to go? And then, but the person who really uses that is Lex, who's yeah. been using it from the start. Who knows that? But you just reminded me of my fa- one of my favorite Lex Luthor moments where he calls him Clark Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, but yes, back to hating women because we didn't actually get to like Wonder Woman and all the rest of it. Well, the whole thing though, it's like you can see that they're really trying to do the right thing, but he, Zack Snyder doesn't understand what empowerment of women is and he thinks he does and it's a real problem and it was the problem with Sucker Punch yeah. and it's the same problem with Wonder Woman and Lois here, which is that like Wonder Woman is like uses her sexuality a lot in this movie, which I don't think is really a Wonder Woman trait. As far as I can tell, like she's all in slinky dresses and 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 you know like luring Batman places and and it it is very telling of what Zack Snyder really thinks of women, right? Like mm-hmm. and and it's so and Lois Lane just gets damseled oh, well, it, and damseled and damseled. Um, it doesn't tally with a woman who's grown up outside of the world of men because that that kind of ability to know that you can manipulate men by wearing slinky dresses. Uh, well, just she has been around them for a hundred years. No, but she didn't. Though she said she's been away from them for a hundred years. Oh, um, right. So she, like, something she, terrible. But now that's going to happen with Chris Pine as well. I'm sad. Um, I don't like that this story came off is after the ne- the Wonder Woman movie. We'll see that. Really well, it annoys me. Uh, and and because the introduction of her is just nuts as well. They've, now they've got to do the whole. She went through World War One and and then she went away for a hundred years thing. So we know that's going to be horrifying but also like the first time we see wonder woman in costume in this film is in a black and white photo yeah on on a screen it's not even a good photo it's blur like what that's you get one chance you're the guy who gets to finally put wonder woman on screen after 75 years of her not having a big screen movie yeah she was she was in the lego movie <laughs> she was. That was That's her first true. on-screen, love, big screen appearance was Lego Movie, and then she gets tied up for yep. the rest of the her movie. Her first live-action on-screen appearance of Wonder Woman is. That's how you're going to introduce her. You're going to introduce her like as a, in a slinky dress in the crowd. That's Wonder Woman doesn't do that because, like I said, she's not she's she's not of this world, and so she doesn't she doesn't necessarily you know use those feminine wiles type things because that's something that that's a survival mechanism that women in this world have developed but that's also i mean that's not her word. sexism that that's that's how he sees women mm. women are either you know and he thinks that they're, they're who, madonnas and whores right and and that somebody who's grown up completely has, there's no recognition that she grew up completely outside of this world at all or that she spent the last hundred years outside of this world as well because like it, that's not 
that's why Wonder Woman works no, so well. No, she's just mater- mysterious is, femme fatale. Yeah, because she can... Um, F- femme fatale-esque. Oh. I know it's femme fatale and not femme fatale. I didn't pronounce that wrong. I yep. just realised I'm going to sound you, like an idiot. You added like an E-Y onto the end. Yeah. Right, I got it. But like she, that, that's why she's so good is that she's, she's removed from the concerns of the pettiness of people and the particular... Um, uh, and the way the world of people works and she and and the reason she's able to be so successful particularly in like sorting out problems and things like that is because she can move through that world in a different way looking at it from a different perspective and it's it's not her now that's not to say that I don't love Gal Gadot and I think she does a good job and I think she's a good Wonder Woman and I, and I like I like how she's so tall and I like how she looks and all that that sort of thing but yeah, um, I mean she didn't do much for me that she I just don't really didn't care about do Wonder Woman though much I, uh, there's, I mean, she doesn't have much to do in this movie. I just there's feel sad. One this moment. is how this is how the first time we get Wonder Woman on screen, and yeah. this is how we get her. There's one moment when she's like enjoying the fight. That's kind of oh, that feels like she comes alive, and that's it. That's the yeah, only time. Yeah, but that also Wonder Woman doesn't like to fight. Wonder Woman fights because she has to, and she, and she and they've given her like a banshee scream as well. Like, uh, which some of the Amazons are like that. Some of the Amazons are real warriors, but Diana is a princess. She is trained as a warrior, but her job is like soft diplomacy and that's what she does best. She's not one of the warriors as much as it's like that's something she can do if she has to. And and she seems to really enjoy the fighting and the getting her swords out and stuff. And and that's not, again, that's not really Wonder Woman. I don't know Wonder Woman well. That was the only time that she felt like a character to me. The well, rest of yeah. the time she was a cipher. Yeah, I never really got a, a handle on her. There was It, it was kind of cool in battle seeing them all lined up, but it was almost like... It was like a series of paintings of Wonder Woman, like look at look up on this pedestal and you will see the Wonder Woman yeah. kind of stuff. And it and Martha Kent gets treated so badly, oh, and also poor Martha, Diane Lane. The fact that this plot hinges on Ma- the fact that Bruce and Clark's mothers have the same name is one of the dumbest things I've ever seen. No, in no, a movie that's one of the ever. funniest things. I know, but it's yeah. it's funny because it's terrible. It's not it's funny so because silly. it was funny on purpose. Like that is the dumbest thing. And also, you then realize, like, it then clicked with me that both of them are named Martha because it sounds like mother. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh. comic book writers are the worst. I know. Oh, well, but also, um, Martha Washington was the first first lady of America. So it's quite a common, like, parent name if you, if you want to do some founding fathers, American foundation myths as well. Yeah. Um, it's from Mum, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf as well. She says Martha in that. Um, but um, yeah, no, that was just. It we also so have silly. to sit through another Kevin Costner as Park Kent scene that oh. was awful. Like another one where he's he was he's the worst, man. He is such a terrible character in these movies. And he shows up in this like whatever dream sequence in order to tell Clark a really depressing story there's, from well, his childhood part, about nothing is this good. This is what I mean. This is like Superman as raised by terrible human parents. Like I don't mm. think that's the intention, but that's what that's what they've given us. They've given us what if Clark was raised by bad parents? What kind of person would he turn out to be? Anyway, I didn't recognize Lauren Cohen as uh, Bruce Wayne's mum. I'm just looking it up now, and oh, I she's not in it for long enough. Hmm? Martha Wayne, she's not in it for long enough. No, but I I feel like I should have recognized uh, her. Um, yeah. I'm trying to find out who played um because it was it was um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan and his, as his dad, right? I didn't see him long enough to recognize. I thought him. it was Jeffrey Dean Morgan as the dad, which would be. I'm I'm just checking if I'm right because that would be the funniest thing ever. Because he often like, turns up just to die. Yeah, <laughs> that is his role in so many things is just to die. Mm. So it would be hilarious to me if he was in this movie and he, all he did was die. Harry Lennox was back. Yeah. Yep. 
Oh, was he in the last one? Was he? Uh, yeah, yeah. He was oh, because I didn't one. see. I I was like he the was guy from the seal. blacklist. I couldn't. Re- I really, he's in the blacklist. Yeah, he's like one of the main. He's the boss of the FBI team. He'll always be Boyd from Dollhouse for me. So to, yeah, to me, he's um he's the guy from the blacklist because that's what I've been watching him in most recently. I, f- I didn't really see. Um, last and also the guy from Eureka was in it. Which guy from Eureka? Joe Morton. Okay, from Eureka. Oh, actually, speaking of now, I'm just looking through the cast list. This is one of the worst Alfreds I've ever seen put on screen. Oh, I liked him. He was <laughs> so un-Alfredy. Yeah, but I liked. I don't. I, I don't care. I, I just liked, liked him. <laughs> but I think the reason I the first time I watched this, I was like, yeah, it's okay. This isn't as bad as I'd feared. Was because um, if you forget that these characters have a history and that they're meant to be characters that you know, you can enjoy it a lot more. But Alfred, for some reason, he was just so unlike the Alfred I knew. And Alfred's always given some kind of lightness, some kind of comic relief. And he has a couple of funny lines, a couple of silly lines about Bruce never, you know, settling down and carrying on the family name, which again seems very unAlfredy to me. Alfred, I think, recognizes that Bruce is Bruce is a sociopathic loner who probably shouldn't be married and have children. It is um, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Um but it like yeah, I just really wasn't a fan. I like I like Jeremy Irons, and but I think just, it was just that he was kind of attractive in this movie. And yeah, and he was. I liked watching him, so I uh, didn't but care. Uh, just he just felt so yeah unAlfredy, and he was. I mean, I guess Batman needed someone to help him out to, with his research, but well, they can't all be Michael Caine. No, no, but I liked the old guy who used to play it before that as well. He was or uh, Chris nice. Allen who does a great Michael Caine impression in Holy Musical Batman. Yeah, I I'm not even like a Michael Caine Alfred fan because Michael Caine is too recognizable. Alfred I think is best when he's played by like um when he's actually a butler when he kind of it, the actor kind of disappears into the character like it's it's an unknown and he's actually he's just an old British guy. Uh, and and a lot of the bits in the Batcave he just felt like Iron Man at times. Like oh, yeah. he felt like Tony Stark more than yeah, Batman. He was. I mean he was very Tony Stark-esque, but like way darker. Mm. Which is funny because Tony I'm, Stark isn't exactly a light character no, at this point. No, it's but possible I'm mixing branding people. Uh, yeah, but it's possible I'm mixing up also Bruce Wayne and, and Ben Affleck, and I mix up Ben Affleck and Tony Stark is a lot easier because of the whole Hollywood gambling, drinking stuff that's associated with Ben Affleck. I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm, I'm now thinking about. I, I, I watched Holy Musical Batman, which is a Stark in musical, yesterday to get ready for this movie, <laughs> and there's a moment when, uh, when Joe Walker's Batman is like, "Hi, I'm Bruce Man. I mean, I'm Bat Wayne. Damn it!" <laughs> which cracks me up. Mm. It's that's I like that, and 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 also uh, that. It was much more based on the old show, I think, the musical, but it still seems to get Batman and Superman and all that better than this movie does, and it's a parody musical. Mm. Um, but they're always good with that. They, they get Harry Potter better than the movies do too. Well, yeah, it's fun. Well, I mean, I think the thing with these characters is when you take them out of the comic books and put them in movies, you kind of like the ones that do it best are the ones that recognize the silliness of it all. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I, as you know, I'm not a huge fan of the Nolan Batman, the mm. Dark Knight series. I just don't – they don't do anything for me. I find them very boring. Yeah. I mean, miles ahead of this. I, yeah. It's, see, I'm a – I have a – my history with Batman is that I was very, very into the Tim Burton ones when I was a kid. Yeah, I was going to say – I like – I really like the Tim Burton ones, especially Batman Returns, which is my favorite yeah, Batman well, movie. Well, the first one uh, with Catwoman in it. came out when I was, I don't know, like eight, seven or eight. And, like, me and my brother used to play Batman in the backyard and stuff. And 89? Yeah, it's, it's 89. 89. So I was seven, six or seven. Um, and we used to, like, play in the backyard and we'd play with our Batman toys. And, like, I have that kind of a history with Batman, you know, the you know little kid kind of history with Batman. So I definitely um, 
I definitely feel the camper aesthetic mm. is better for me. But mm. well, I think I mean I really like uh, Batman Returns has uh, takes a lot of um, liberties with the source material, but I do think that Michael Keaton was a good Batman and and definitely. Uh, but also those those movies have a sense of fun yeah. that's been lacking from Batman for a really long time. Uh, I think the biggest problem with Batman at the moment is that there's no fun at all. And I, I mean, we don't have to go back to the full camp of the 60s TV And they show. don't have to go – they don't have to go in the same direction as the Marvel movies either. But there is – there needs to be some – like you still got to remember that these are comic books that are serialized and – meant to be, you know, enjoyed by all ages and all that kind of stuff. And they, they really forget that kind of thing in in favour of – I think they're trying to use them to discuss, like, big themes, you know, how we've responded to 9-11 and how we see our, how, how we're losing trust in our institutions and the, the role of vigilantes versus the establishment. And the You're literally just talking about the Captain America series. Yes, and that's <laughs> – why no? And that's out in, like, six weeks after this comes out. Yeah. And this wants to explore that stuff, and it can be done. It just, yeah, I just don't think it's been very successful in doing that. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, it's it's not that because Zack Snyder, those themes are out of his reach. They are just out of his grasp. He can't, he can't understand those. Well, he, so he can't put them in a movie. He, he just doesn't sim- have. That. Yeah, everything's oversimplified too. Like everything. No, but explained. everything's oversimplified, but the plot is overcomplicated. Yeah, yeah, but then like you get things said to you two, three times over just so that, you know, everyone up in the cheap seats can hear them. No, but he's always saying these things to us without actually showing them to oh, us. Oh, yeah, It's right? always like, oh, he's a god. All this stuff about, oh, oh my god, uh, the religious symbolism. And the we will rebuild bit at the end. like Which came out of nowhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Batman suddenly gets hope because Superman died. Was weird. Mm. And they were like best buddies for five minutes. <laughs> uh, yeah, because their mums have the same name. Don't you know? That's very important. <laughs> oh, my God. Your mum's saying Martha. My mum's saying Martha too. Let's be best friends. <laughs> Let's go get ice creams together. Uh, I, it, yeah. I, it's, it's, the thing is, it's hard They're boys. To... They punched each other, so they like each other now. Yeah. It's hard to view. Like... They are boys. Mm. They're boys. They're not. Th- this movie is obsessed with you masculinity just... yeah. and manliness oh and mankind God. and men. But they aren't. They don't act like men. They act like teenage boys, um, which is the mentality that Zack Snyder has. Mm. Um, and you know, he he's he's like, oh, I want to be a grown up. I want this to be a grown up movie. But it's not a grown up movie at all. It's it's at the mindset of an eleven year old boy who thinks like punching people and and all that sort of stuff is really cool. And I'm gonna have a cool bat suit and I'm gonna have like cool armor and stuff and cool glowing spear thing that I'm just gonna stab at people instead of throwing it at people. Um, I know. It, it's, I know. it's so like, it's, and, and yeah, Batman has no, has no recourse to accuse Superman of his want on destruction because he does the same thing. He just shoots people and. Yeah. And he doesn't care either. Like he's let the Wayne Manor, he let his whole family home just crumble around him. He, of course he doesn't care about property or, and when you're as rich as him, you, he just has no sort of regard for it. And the, the, the fear of power is a really odd thing in this movie, like the fear of anybody ever having power over somebody else. Mm. Um, and, and what that means is, is explored in really strange ways to me in this movie. It's maybe that's, uh, again, I think unintentional, but the ex- exploration of masculinity yeah. and the concept toxic, of, well, this of, is an example of, of toxic yeah, masculinity. The, yeah, exactly. Rather the concept of, of masculinity being the person being the dominant, being in control and having control over people. Well, they had to blow up Holly Hunter, so I guess so. Um, mm-hmm. like it, it's so, 
And then they never talk about that either. They, yeah, Holly Hunter gets blown up as just, a major figure in this movie and then they're like, oh, well, whatever. Yeah, next she, thing. she's dead. And also Lex's, like, tall, skinny Asian sidekick who has, like, one line. Poor Does thing. she die? Yeah, she's sitting right next to him. That's She's saving his seat. I don't remember that. Yeah, she's in there as well. That's uh, Tao Okamoto who uh, was in um, Wolverine. Yeah. I, I, I When I saw her, I was like, oh, I think she's the girl from Wolverine because she's so skinny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was all I remembered from Wolverine is mm. just the, the constant collarbones. Um, mm. but also, uh, Callan Mulvey is, is a, is a jumped ship from Marvel to DC. Yet to be He's the villain in, in this one. He was in Captain America as well. He was a villain in Captain America, wasn't he? He was, he yeah, was in yeah, the he team. He was one of, of, um, Frank Grillo's people. Yeah. Um, he, he, he had that, uh, ac- was it motorbike or car accident? And now he plays nothing but like hired thugs and that's it in everything yeah but you know he got to go to hollywood he's probably yeah, doing true. a got a pretty decent life making i a, just remember him like as when i was a yeah a very young teenage girl on my tv when he was all like right oh my god he's for, the prettiest yeah, for thing. australian girls of our generation callum mulvey holds a very special place in our hearts yes um yeah, so it is nice to see him kind of it is i mean i get, i think it's fun to see him and he's such know, a he, generic role but he does he does his best at it yeah he's doing his thing it's nice. To, I just like seeing him. I know. Though. It's very exciting to see him, you know, still 20 years later after being a teen heartthrob, having come back and still kind of getting work. Yeah. Yeah. And and it gives me something to do when I'm watching this movie. <laughs> no, it was when the credits came out. Yeah. And I was and like, oh, Callan Mulvey's yeah, in this. And you were it. like. And, and that was right after I was cracking up because Jeffrey Dean Morgan was there for three seconds just to die. Being Batman's <laughs> parents. Yeah. I mean, he, he's he's, you know, him and Sean Bean. It was strange for them to cast two people who were relatively well known as as um what's Bruce's dad's name? Thomas Thomas and Martha, and Martha. Wayne. Um, because but I I feel like the, a few critics who I've read on this film have been like I don't see why they needed to recreate Batman's parents' death. But I actually think as if Zack Snyder could resist recreating Batman's parents' death. That scene has was so lovingly put together and it's like. Straight out of the Zack Snyder playbook. Of Why course he wanted you? to do it. I mean, if you're going yeah. to do Batman. If you're going to do Batman, you d- kill off Thomas and Martha. Like, it's, you know. But without doing that, I mean, you have to do that because it is Batman. Yeah. There's no there's no story of Batman without showing Thomas exactly. and Martha getting killed in front of him. Because that is, like, his entire meaning and reason yeah. for being. Raison d'etre. It's his raison d'etre. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I, of course they have to do the killing off of his parents. Like, it, And it's actually done quite well. And I like that they run it over the opening credits. And Yeah, it's, it's so, not like it's a major part of the movie no, either. I, that was a, yeah, I don't, I don't get people getting annoyed with that. I think that's absolutely perfect. It's not like they and dedicated his, a lot of time to it. And this, But this, that's the thing is that this was a Batman movie, which I think is a strange. It's yeah. the Superman sequel, but it's a Batman movie. Right. Um. I Yeah. Again, poor Henry Cavill. See, now and I've said like poor every actor in this movie. Like really, my notes. Yes. I made notes on accurate. this. I made notes on this movie when I was viewing it this time. And the, the notes go from like making actual notes about things that whatever to being like, Poor Amy Adams, poor Diane Lane, yeah. poor Lawrence Fishburne, what poor Ben Affleck. Like there are some I... lines that I really like. Oh, couldn't stop oh, there was laughing some at. Terrible. But there was one of them in particular I remember that was so insane that I like. I do you remember that near the end somewhere that was so ridiculous that I nearly fell out of my chair. Just um, like that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Um, I don't know. I could have sworn you wrote something because well, you were like leaning I, away from me. There's it's, it's, my, the, my last page of lines is this is so long. Oh yeah, Batman is. is so easy to manipulate. 
Oh, Caravaggio painting. That's right. This um, when Superman dies and there's Lois in the white shirt, as the f- and there's like crosses up behind. Oh yeah. Them. Well, he, when he dies, oh, yeah, the, the crosses everywhere. Uh, um, are ridiculous. So um, and so over the top. Caravaggio, um, Daredevil. Yep. <laughs> Poor Ben Affleck. It's <laughs> all I can find in here. That was the moment when I was like, "How did this get? Like, how did they they put this through to release it?" How did they? Oh, how did this get through the editorial process? I know. Yeah. Did Zack Snyder also edit it? How, how did they? How did they? How did people watch this and go, "Yeah, we can release that movie." It's so bad. Also, all the God stuff was like you can clearly see that he's not a god, and they're so. <gasps> was it the men are brave line? I think it was that. It was Batman and Superman. Could be. And Batman's like, you know, man, men are brave. I did laugh at that, so but that wasn't silly. That's not the thing that propelled ah. me out of my chair. But yeah, right. that was really that's, dumb. Yeah, rough around at the same time. Um, men are brave. Jesus. I mean, there's also the bit where Lois is like, I need a chopper. And, and, um, yeah. Perry White's like, no, we're not getting a chopper. We can't afford a freaking bicycle. And she's like, it's not for a job. Yeah, but get a chopper. No, I actually, I, I, yeah, but I also got that because he clearly knows Clark is Superman. Like he knows Clark, right. he's he's figured that out. You can see him go on that journey in the background in this movie right. that he figures out that Clark is Superman. And so when that happens, it's confirmation for him that Clark is Superman and he cares about Clark. Yeah. So he says it's okay. I mean, right. I, I can okay, see what they're doing. That another, was actually genuine subtle. A, a, another actor who's too good for this movie. Yeah. Yeah, no, but that's because yeah. you can see the, the culmination of that journey is when he opens the paper at the end. In, in the dumbest move ever from the paper, but I get what they were doing with mm-hmm. it. He opens the paper and it's like, Superman is dead on the front page. And then they go back and it's like, one of our own Clark Kent dies and there's a photo of him. And you're like, everybody's going to know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's so obvious. Yep. And point. then they do the whole two funerals thing. Yeah. that And one of them was like a weird Amish funeral. Right? Like fields of corn everywhere, yeah, and then and the horse-drawn like, carriage. No, but then I was like, "Why are there fields of corn everywhere?" Because I'm pretty sure there was a scene of Batman leaving Wayne Manor into it, fields yeah, of corn. It looks like him leaving looked exactly like I, the I, fields of corn. Right. It looked like he was leaving Wayne Manor, but I think it was actually meant to be him leaving the cemetery. Oh, yeah. I, I, I was, couldn't figure again, that out. This is another. That's another direction problem because it's it doesn't establish place for us mm. because it makes the cemetery look too much like Wayne Manor. Whereas, and you're supposed to know from the corn that you're still in Kansas, but it doesn't. It doesn't make Kansas look different enough. But it looks exactly like when he was leaving Wayne Manor yeah. earlier in the movie. It's like the same shot almost, except that I guess it's corn instead of grass. But no, but there's a shot of him leaving the cemetery before there's the shot of him in the cemetery. No, oh, maybe he's entering the cemetery. That's- but he's going away from the gates. <laughs> Or he's coming into them because they have no, to. No, no, they no, walk through all those cornfields to get to the cemetery. But then what were the gates behind him? I don't know. They were just there to frame the shot, I think, and to confuse everybody as to where he was. I just, I didn't know what was happening most of the time in this movie. Like, I, I knew enough to follow the basic plot. Yeah. But it really did feel like, oh, we've got to get here quick. How are we going to get here? I don't care. Make another gadget. The ridiculous. Dream sequence. Bat gadget. For Bruce or a dream sequence, and you know what? That this is the version a- that was edited by the studio. It's this so is bad. like the version where they went, "Oh shit, how are we going to make this work?" So I don't even want to know what the R-rated DVD version is going to be like. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you do it? Why would you make that? What's the point? I suppose that's the, what you could ask about this whole movie. That's should we yeah. wrap it up? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm just trying to work out what to give it. Maybe two stars, but one of those stars is because we got Wonder Woman. 
I'm going to give it one star because I don't care that much about Wonder Woman and it was bad. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you would like to find the show notes or old episodes, they're on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. If you want to read Katie's review of Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, uh, you can find that on her blog, silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. And if you want to find us on social media, we're on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash silverscreenqueens, on Twitter at screen underscore queens, and on Tumblr, tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.